Thank you for coming out on a Wednesday night. This is our Wednesday night service. Uh, normally we have a Bible study, but tonight we're having an afterglow service. So we're coming together, of course, to give God the glory, but it's also a time of refreshing uh, for us, the saints, the believers, those of us who repented and put our faith in Christ. So it's a time of refreshing spiritually. It's a time of edification. In other words, a time uh, for us to be built up or, or strengthened. And so this is also called a Believer's Night. Uh, many of you um, were here for the one we, we, we had on Sunday, you know, a few weeks back. Um, some of you were not able to make it. And, and we usually have them on Wednesday nights when we do have them. We don't have them often. So I, I do want to thank you for, for coming out. And so I also want to thank the Lord for the youth being here. And, and that's a blessing because the youth, they're part of the church as well. And so... God is using the youth. He can use the youth. They have the Holy Spirit indwelling them if they put their faith in Christ. And so it's good for them to be here uh, as well. And so I just like the lyrics um, of that last song. And, I, and, and some of these songs, they just really hit you as you're singing them. Um, the, these songs that um, are, are theologically sound, but also show us where we should aspire to be. We should aspire to be at that place uh, where we want to trust God in every circumstance. No matter what comes our way, we want to be able to say, Lord, I trust you. And not just sing the words or just mouth the words. We want to be able to really mean it. Lord, whatever comes my way, however I feel, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And like I said, really mean it. Do we aspire uh, to be in that place? to really trust God through every circumstance. And so, you know, just songs like that. So as, we, as we're going uh, through this night and we are singing these songs and as we're hearing the word of God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will just minister to you and that you would leave this place better and more refreshed than when you came. Uh, so real quick, uh, I do want to go through uh, 1 Corinthians 14, and I'm not going to do the whole study. I'm not going to... Um, you know, redo what Pastor Jim already taught, but I do think it's uh, appropriate for us to to just read a few scriptures just in case you're new to this and uh, you're trying to figure out what the structure of the night is going to be. And, and so I want to turn to 1 Corinthians 14 where it says, uh, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, just giving you a chance now to catch up. And it says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit that is in your spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. And he who speaks in the tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And in verse 5, he says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. And so first, I just want to point out that whoever uh, speaks in a tongue or uses uh, the gift of speaking in tongues, notice you're not speaking to men, you're speaking to God. So you're speaking to God and and you, you're not even going to understand what you're saying. Other people not going to understand what you're saying, of course, unless they have the gift of interpretation. 
given to them by the Holy Spirit to interpret uh, what you're speaking. And so the interpretation sense is giving the meaning or explaining what was said. The explanation or the interpretation could actually sound longer than the tongues that were uttered because it's an interpretation. It's explaining what was just said. And so unless uh, there's an interpretation that goes along with that utterance in tongues, then the person who gave that utterance, they spoke above everyone else. There's no interpretation then the person is to keep it between themselves and God. Remember, they're speaking to God in the first place. But notice the difference between that and prophesying. Because with prophesying, you're speaking to men. So speaking in tongues is God word, uh, is directed towards God. Prophesying directed towards men. Because when you prophesy, it says that you speak edification. Um, uh, what else? Exhortation. So that's encouragement and comfort to men or to people. And so you're building up people, you're encouraging people, you're comforting people when you use the gift of prophecy. But the person who speaks in the tongue, they edify or build up themselves, unless, of course, there's an interpretation that everybody else can join in and say amen to. Okay, so we'll we'll read a little bit more and and you'll see um, what we're talking about here. So in verse 6, but nine brethren... But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching, even things without life, life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise, you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Verse 13, therefore, let him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Don't understand it. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I would also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he, since he does not understand what you say? For indeed, for you indeed give thanks well, but the others not edify. So, so you do well when you use that spiritual gift of, of speaking in tongues that, that's directed towards God. So it's a good thing. It's a spiritual gift. However, remember, um, if it doesn't help to edify others through the gift of interpretation, then keep it between you and the Lord. So if someone has an utterance in tongue during this meeting tonight, and it's, uh, and, and it's louder, your voice is louder than everyone else's, then we'll wait and we'll see if there's an interpretation. And if not, then you know, you'll know to you know, lower your voice and just keep it between you and the Lord. And you'll be edified. And it's a spiritual gift given by the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I will rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. 
Let's skip to verse 27. If anyone speaks in the tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. So there you go, interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So we just shared that. And let two or three prophets speak. So the person who's prophesying, remember the one who's prophesying is speaking edification, exhortation, and comfort to men or to people. And so it says, let two or three of those prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For if for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if there is confusion tonight, that is not of God. And so we're going over uh, quickly 1 Corinthians 14, what Pastor Jim again already taught. And you can go back and get the CDs or or go online and you can view the entire study. Uh, But again, we're reviewing it because we want to have a meeting tonight that's done decently and in order. We don't want... um, there to be any confusion because once again according to verse 33 god is not the author of confusion but of peace and let's skip down to verse 39 therefore brethren desire earnestly to prophesy remember speaking edification exhortation and comfort to men so desire that earnestly and do not forbid to speak with tongues so we're not going to stop you from using that gift But we just ask that according to the word of God, you use it appropriately according to the word of God. And it says here in verse 40, and it sums it up. Let all things be done decently and in order. So that's the whole purpose of reviewing 1 Corinthians 14 tonight. And so how does prophesying look a lot of times? Well, a lot of times it's forth telling, forth telling what is already in the word of God. And so. You know, some of you already came here with the scripture that that the Lord already placed upon your heart to share. And you don't know why that scripture has been rolling in your mind all day or maybe all week. And maybe it's maybe it is that that God wants you to share it. Maybe that's the case. And you can't shake it. And so but and it doesn't make sense to you why he would give you that verse. But I would just say, if, hey, just be obedient to the Lord. Just step out in faith and, and speak that word of edification, co- encouragement, and comfort to men. And so you are foretelling. I like to call it it's a timely word. It's not just picking your favorite verse. It, it's, a, it's a word. A lot of times scripture that, that God wants people to hear right here, right now, that speaks to someone's circumstance and into their lives right now. And so if you have a scripture, if there's something like that comes to mind, you can't shake it and you just know that the Lord isn't going to leave you alone until you share it. You know, all you, just, just raise your hand. I'll come around with the mic. I'll hold the mic for you. And, and you don't have to explain the meeting. You don't have to break it down or anything like that. If you just want to read it, just read it. And then I would encourage the rest of you to write it down and then review it and pray over it uh, throughout the remainder of the night or, or even week. Okay, so you may want to have uh, something to, to write with. There's some of you who are fancy with the tablets, something that, you know, you know, type your notes on. And so 
That's how we're going to do it. So does um, anyone have um, a scripture that you want to share? And also, we're going to have, um, we should have some, I don't know how many youth leaders we have, but, and, and pastors and elders, but, um, you know, maybe you want to, I don't know, come up to the wings or something like that in the sanctuary. That way, if people have prayer requests, you know, they can come up to you. If you're a pastor, elder, um, youth leader, they can come up to you and, and request prayer. And you can do that anytime during the service if you need prayer, if you want the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we have Pastor Jim here. We have Chad here, one of our youth leaders. And so, um, you know, any mature women in the faith, if you want to, um, pray for the young ladies or be available to do that, feel free. It could be right here once again on the, on the wings here. That way they can come up to you. So who has a scripture? Anybody has a word that they would want to share? Yes. Well, bring the mic. So this is um, Galatians, and it's 6. Nine, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap, if we do not lose heart. Thank you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Getting my exercise tonight. Here we go. This, uh, this part of the scripture has been on my mind since this morning. So it's Psalm 139 from verse 13 through 18. For you formed uh, my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written. The days that were ordained for me, even as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amen. So once again, that is Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. Thank you. I see another hand. All right, and youth, junior high, high schoolers, if the Lord has given you something to share, your heart is beating fast, you can't get rid of that scripture, can't put it out of your mind, just go ahead and raise your hand and I'll come over to you and here we go. This one is Psalm 27, 6. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Psalm 27, 6. Okay, so this one, like, kept reoccurring um, to me, like, four different times throughout the past two weeks. And it is Isaiah 6, verses um, 4, 4 through four through 9. 
And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I said the voice of the Lord, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand, keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Thank you. So Isaiah chapter 6, and verses 4 through 9. I wonder if, uh, you know, just hearing that verse send me, I wonder if somebody's running away from the Lord's calling. The Lord's been maybe impressing upon your heart to step out into a certain ministry, and maybe you're refusing to say, send me. Maybe that verse is for you. Or maybe there's someone who's been growing weary lately, and you do want to give up and stop doing the Lord's work. So maybe that Galatians 6, 9 speak to you. So you want to write down these, remember, write down these scriptures. Yes. Matthew uh, 6, 19 through 21. Lay for yourselves up not treasure on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and thieves break through and steal. Rather, lay for yourself up treasure in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wow. Wow. So already I'm hearing a theme about um, rewards from God. And that's funny because the last um, message we heard today at the conference was about eternal rewards. And so, of course, we're not saved by good works. We're saved to do good works. So, in other words, the good works, um, that, that's going to be an outgrowth or a result of our salvation. And as we uh, do those works of obedience and ministry and so forth, witnessing with pure motives, yes, the Lord will reward us. And so I'm hearing the theme of reward. Yes. Oh, I thought you had your hand up. Young man. Yes, sir. Uh, Psalms chapter 23, verse 4, 5, and 6. Ye though I walk through the valley of death, sorry, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You protect a, prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cups run over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you for reading. So, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. 4, 5, and 6. 4, 5, and 6, verses 4, 5, and 6 in Psalm 23. 
sir. More youth. A man who has a friend. Wait. Uh, Proverbs 8, chapter 18, verse 24. A man who has a friend must himself to be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Man, there was a friend who stakes closer than a brother. And what's interesting is that Jesus calls us his friends. And he stakes closer to us than a brother. So somebody tonight needs to be reminded that Jesus is our friend and that the Lord is our shepherd. That sounds like words for someone who's been in a state of at least feeling lonely. Someone who feels like maybe nobody loves them, cares about them. Maybe you need to hear that word that there is a friend who sticks closer than the brother. And, of course, that friend is Jesus. Or like I said, maybe you need to be reminded of Psalm 23 that, that the Lord is your shepherd. He's, he's not going to leave you as a wandering sheep out there. He saved you, and he's not going to leave you out there as a wanderer, somebody who... You know, just has nowhere to go, no direction in life, no provision. Yes. Um, This is Romans 12, 2. It's, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. This is um, Isaiah 43, 1. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. You are called by my name. You are mine. Praise God. Isaiah 43, verse verse 1. Isaiah 43, verse 1. In this you greatly rejoice, through now, though now for a little while it need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genius of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, through it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. And this is First Peter's 1 through 8. All right. First Peter, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You knew it. You know it. First Peter's um, 6 through 8. Sorry. All right. Here we go. First Peter, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Thank you very much. I saw a hand over here. And remember, if you need prayer, we have Chad 
one of our youth leaders and Pastor Jim over here um, on the wing of the on the on my on the wing to my left. I'll put it that way. Thought I saw another hand. I did. Um, Hebrews thirteen eight. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse eight. Jesus does not change. Yes. So this is Psalm eighty four, verse ten. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Amen. Psalm 84, verse 10. Psalm 84, verse 10. And I want to say this. Whenever the, the worship team starts singing, playing, uh, you know, feel free to lift your hands. Feel free to, to sing along with them. They're leading us in these songs, but... Um, you know, don't just sing, and, and I've heard this, this is not my saying, but it stuck with me. But there's a saying, don't just sing about the Lord, sing to him. So as they're leading us in these songs of, uh, of worship and praise, sing to the Lord. And feel free, to, like I said, to lift your hands, feel free to stand. Um, if you want to bow down, that, that's, that's scriptural. It's in the Bible. You know, just don't, you know, we don't want to do anything that's going to, um, take away attention from the Lord so you don't want to roll out on the floor, you know, or anything like that. Hopefully nobody brought rattlesnakes, you know, so we don't pull it out, you know, keep it in that ice box or whatever, ice chest. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. If you want to kneel and just, or bow down to them, feel free. And I know one thing I like to do too is, um, if everybody's singing or whatever, that kind of gives you a, a sound bed to where then you can pray in tongues. You can pray out loud in English or whatever language you want to speak to the Lord. Um, so where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. This is yes and amen. You have poured out grace Brought me out of darkness You have filled me with peace Giver of mercy Oh, my help in time of need Lord, I can't help but sing Says our 
some scriptures that were already read tonight. I want you to see something. They were read on, well, these two um, different scriptures were read on different sides of the room, by the way. And so this is a reminder of what was already said. Psalm 139, verses 13 through, I'm going to go through 16. This is already read. 
For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. But you hear the word form there, and, and this was read on the other side of the room in Isaiah 43, verse 1. You'll hear this word again. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I don't think they got together <laughs> and, and said they were going to read these verses that have the word formed in there. But, but there in both, both of these verses, in, in Isaiah 43, 1, and then in, in Psalm 139, you, you get the sense that, um, that the Lord wants us to know that we are indeed important to him. As you think about both of those verses read on different sides of the room, different books of the Bible, by the way, one in Psalms, and even a different form of literature, type of literature. One is biblical poetry. The Psalms were sung. And the other one from a book of prophecy. And yet you see this connection here. And, and like I said, I, I get the sense that that God wants to remind someone that you are indeed important to him. Now, whoever that's for, receive that. That's all I have to say. Whoever it's for, receive it. And say, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. And you, just, you don't have to say that out loud. You say that in your heart. But is there anyone else with uh, scriptures, with words of comfort, edification, encouragement, right here in the back? Declaration for what's future. Revelation 20.10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. It's Revelation chapter 20. Which verse again? Verse 10. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Coming over to the young man. Remember, if you need prayer, feel free to get up, Pastor Jim, and chat or over here to my left. I've got Mark chapter 13, verse 5 through 7. It says, And Jesus, answering them, began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. It's Mark 13, verse 5 through 7. Thank you. Awesome. 
All right, we're going to do something real quick. Right after I read this verse, it's in uh, Matthew chapter 11. Verse 20, chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And this verse um, came to me earlier in the day. And then when I heard Galatians 6, 9, that was, of course, confirmation to go ahead and read it. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So labor could also mean weary. And Galatians 6, 9 mentions that. Tells us not to go grow weary in well-doing. And, and so come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's, maybe there's someone in here who's... Being just going a little tired. They, they just maybe don't feel appreciated, just tired of coming to church. Maybe they feel like they've been doing everything the Lord told them to do and nothing seems to be going right. And, and you just, all you end up with, then this is what you think. Instead of the blessings that you've been expecting, you, you feel like you just end up just being tired all the time. You're just weary and just feel like giving up. Why am I getting up so early reading all these scriptures and doing all these prayers and coming up for prayer service after service and I'm not seeing anything different? Maybe you're just growing weary. And that's just one scenario, but, but if you're in that place where you feel a little weary tonight, just raise your hand and then we're going to ask the people around you to pray for you. Anybody just feeling a little weary? Okay, so we have a hand here and a hand at the back. So those who, and, sorry, what's your name? Sherry. Sherry and Rachel. So those around Sherry and Rachel, if you could just lay your hands on her. And uh, those of you who are kind of far away, if you could just stretch out your hand towards this way. Um, and just, just, just pray for them. And I'll give you that time as the music plays. Hey 
sets my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. Teach my song. So teach my song to rise to you. temptation comes my way And when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Cause Jesus you're my hope and stay Lord I need you Oh I need any timely words, any scriptures. I have one, Darrell. It's a prayer of praise by, by David. First uh, Chronicles 29, verse 10. I'll start there. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is ruling, who, who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you. And we thank you and praise you 
and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and will give and we give you only what you give what you first gave us. We are here we are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in a, in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. Amen. And the Lord knows the number of our days. We're not going to leave this side of heaven or eternity too soon or too late. In fact, uh, some people put it this way. You are almost, or we are almost invincible until the Lord is through with us. There are some people who get hit by cars, they get shot, and most, most people would have died from those things, but it wasn't their time. God is not done with them. And so that, that is comforting to know that no matter what the enemy does, no matter what he plans against us, he can form the weapon as one song says, and as the scripture tells us, but, but his weapons won't prosper. Amen. The number of our days, you know, our, you know, the Lord knows that. We can find comfort once again in those things. So um, is there anyone else who wants to share, share scripture? Yes. This is, this is in Isaiah uh, 5. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and in trust is your strength. That's when it says, which this is the one that I, I like to keep good. You know, because it says, But you were not willing. That is Isaiah 5. Is that what I say? Am I in Isaiah? Oh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 35 and 6. 35. Thank you. Oh, the young man. Here I come. This is Proverbs 21, verse 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Amen. Victory belongs to the Lord. And, and once again, that's uh, Proverbs 21, verse 31.
to share something. Um, the Holy Spirit's been um, urging this to say, uh, there is somebody in this room, maybe one or two young p- people, uh, that um, you're walking alone, you feel lonely, and everything that you're doing, you feel like you know, it's ending up in uh, failure. But God wants to, you to know that if you, if you stand firm in faith, Hold on to him, lean on him, and don't despair. Just walk, looking to the cross, 
and God will lead you and he wants you to stand firm. Amen. Amen. God is so amazing. He knows exactly what we need as far as material things are concerned. But also when it comes to our spiritual needs, our emotional needs, our mental needs. You know, God is so good. Gives us what we need. We have a young man over here. This hand up. I've got Job 38, 4 through 7. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Amen. Job 38, verses 4 through 7. Amen. God's challenge to Job. You know, he really asked that to many of us when we, you know, become full of pride and we think we know everything. Right? We begin to put words in God's mouth, things he didn't say. Right? Did you have your hand up? Yes. Okay, so this morning I um, I thought I heard the word steadfast, and I didn't really know what it meant. But um, this scripture was going on in my heart. So it's from Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. And that was again in Psalm 51, verses 10 through 13. Amen. Thank you. All right. So hopefully you're writing them down. And again, if you need prayer, uh, you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit or have the Holy Spirit come upon you to empower you to be an effective witness for him. Um, You know, Pastor Jim and Brother Chad, they're over there. Um, You need prayer for healing. I'm sure Pastor Jim has oil. Um, the power is not in the oil, of course. We, we do it out of obedience. Um, so by God's will, he'll, he'll, he'll heal in his timing and in his way, according to his will. And so there's prayer for those things. Prayer for, I don't know, something as simple as taking a test that you've been intimidated by youth. You're taking a test in school or whatever. I know some of you are on spring break, so you're probably not taking tests, but... Um, whatever it may be, that's, that's, that's the point I'm making. Whatever it may be, feel free to see Pastor Jim and Chad or, you know, if you feel led, pray for that sister or that brother sitting next to you. Amen. Hey.
us, knows our name, even knows the number of hairs we have on our head, and, and mine are getting fewer and fewer, so he doesn't have to remember much when it comes to me, it's okay, my, my wife gave me permission to cut it bald, so if I come one day and it's all gone, and you, actually I had a dream that I cut it bald last night, and so I don't know, that's, sorry for the rabbit trail, but, but it's true. But anyway, he knows, he knows our names. He has not forgotten about us. It may seem like everyone else is getting their prayers answered and everything is falling into place for them. But you know what? God has not forgotten about you. He loves you. He formed you. And our faithful God, amen, he will not let you go through life alone and not keeping his promise to you. That he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. So this is a common one that a lot of people know. First Peter 5, 6, and 7. Just a lot of people hear the cast, all, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. But the whole sentence begins in um, verse 6. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. 
that's when we cast all our care upon him, for he cares for us. I just um, kind of wanted to have a message for the people who are feeling weary. Um, part of my testimony is having gone through a time that was um, exceedingly wearisome, and I felt like giving up. But by the grace of God, and um, some really good friends and true-to-God people, me and my family were able to make it through. So when he says, return and rest, do it. Return and rest. Be still and know that he is God. He is for you. He has not forgotten you. Everything that you're doing, you haven't done it in vain. Those messages for me are for you as well. It's, um, you may be going through a hard path. It's just a hard patch. You may take, feel like you're going backwards, but it's just part of the journey. That step that you think you took backwards is still a step. It's just part of the journey. So keep carrying on. Keep leaning into Jesus and just keep trusting in him. Trust in him with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You don't know why you're going through it. But he does. He knows he's building that character in you and the people around you. So just keep on carrying on in him. Amen. Thank you for those words of encouragement. There you go. Words of edification. Words of exhortation. Words of comfort. Okay, we have the young man over here. Matthew six twenty five. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Matthew six twenty five. Matthew six twenty five. Don't worry. God's got you. Well, so I'll hand over here too. So I'll come here and then go back across the room. Um, so I know she mentioned this verse earlier, but I found the reference Psalms forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And that's Psalm forty six verse ten. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. So I hope we're seeing some connections here. God is really sharing those words of comfort. He's faithful. And I do want to share this. Where did I see the hand? Well, I thought I saw it over here at first. Oh, okay. So, so after this, I'll tell you what I was going to say. You want, to hold, you want to hold it? You got it. Okay. Um, so I was trying to pray on a verse, and this purple verse stood out to me, um, especially in what we've been talking about. So um, this is Ephesians through Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, 
that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. And that's three through five. Amen. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 5. Thank you for sharing. I see a hand over here. No? All right, we're going to do one more. And then I'll share with you what's going to happen next. It's John 10, verse 1 through 5. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, is the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. John 10, verse 1 through 5. Amen. So as he read that, Think of Psalm 23. Remember that was read tonight? The Lord is my shepherd. So what I was going to share about that timely word and how God loves us so much that he's going to make sure he, we hear what he wants us to hear. I was just going to share that, that sometimes, um, and, and, and many Bible teachers and pastors can share this, sometimes it just feels like, okay, Lord, what am I going to teach? And then they're silent. You don't hear anything. You, you, it don't seem like you have any direction of the points the Lord wants you to bring out from a certain text in the Bible. Um, but, but I've learned to not panic when that happens, when, when it seems to be blank and I'm not hearing anything or I, I don't feel led to share about anything. I've learned to not panic, not because, you know, I, I know the Lord is going to come through because I'm some special person. No, it's not that. But I, I know that and I can hopefully speak on behalf of other pastors and Bible teachers because um, when that happens the reason I know he's going to come through is because he loves you and because he loves you so much he's going to make sure that he's going to somehow some way in a timely manner give us the exact words to share with you and so it may be you know I mean, usually I spend a lot of time preparing for Wednesdays, mostly Mondays, Tuesdays, and then on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays I stay home and study. And sometimes I'm reading the scripture over and over and I'm not getting anything from this. And like I said, hopefully I could speak on behalf of many pastors, but God is so faithful and he loves you so much that he's going to make sure you get that timely word. And I bring that up because tonight we've seen or we've heard, I should say, those timely words. You know, various people, different sides of the room, male, female, different ages. And yet and still God loves the people in this room, the people who are watching right now via the internet, via live stream. Loves them so much. He's going to make sure that that timely word gets spoken. So I just wanted to share that. Hey, God loves you and know you are not alone. And, and we do tonight actually, um, you know, have the communion element set up. And, and as we partake of communion, we are definitely reminded of his love. 
And we see that he loves us because of the death of Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. God the Father's only begotten son, his unique son, came down through 42 generations, speaking of his humanity, in order to die in our place. And so as we partake of communion, of course we are reminded of that death, of his body being abused and beaten and his body being hung on that cross, naked, blood poured out, the blood the representation of his life, the, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And so as we partake, thank him, do it with the heart of gratitude that he died for us. And so that bread, that, that cracker represents his body. The juice represents his blood. And his love kept him on that cross. His love for us. So do it with the heart of remembrance. Partake communion with the heart of gratitude. Partake of communion, I would also say, with reverence. It's not it's something to play with. And also use it as a time of examination. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any unconfessed sin in your life. And he'll show you if there's anything there. And, and guess what? If he shows you, confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so spend your, the rest of this time doing that. And then um, at the back here, and at the front, you have the elements. Um, we, we're not going to pass them out, but feel free as you feel led to um, take those elements. Go back to your seats. You know, you and your spouse pray on your own, or you can pray by yourself and so forth. But um, just want to say thank you all for coming out. Thank you for being bold enough to share what God has put upon your hearts. Um, and before we partake of communion, I... I I was going to do this a different way, but I'll do it this way since we're running short of time because it was on my heart to have you all pray for the youth. Now I was going to do it in a different way, so I'll do it this way. Um, if you're next to um, the youth, junior high, high school, or younger, I thought I saw some younger in here. Um, if you could lay your hands on them or towards them, now lead us into prayer. I was going to have you do it on your own, but I'll just go ahead and do it to save time. Then after that, feel free to partake of communion. Our youth, actually Christians as a whole are being attacked, but we seeing the enemy really, really going after our youth. And so, Father God, we lift up these youth to you in this room and those who couldn't be present but they are a part of this fellowship father i pray for them lord i pray that you help them to keep their minds on jesus i pray father that no weapon that that's formed against them will prosper i pray lord that you'll help them by the power of your spirit to not stray to the left or to the right but to stay on that narrow path of righteousness following jesus no matter what other people may say, no matter how others may view them, remind them that they are valuable to you. 
remind you that 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 just you alone is a majority so they don't have to go with the so-called cool crowd but remind them stir their hearts to make sure that they align themselves with you and your will for them Lord and you'll be pleased with them you are pleased with them by the fact that they have faith in the in the in your only way of salvation Jesus Christ for your word says that without faith it is impossible to please you and so strengthen their faith father protect them lord from the enemy Use them, Lord, to minister and witness to their neighbors, their their classmates, their siblings, their other extended family members. Bless them, Lord. If they're on spring break, keep them safe, Father. Raise up leaders in this room, Father. Give them boldness. That they'll be as bold as a lion. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. May God keep you. And as always, we love you. Feel free to partake of communion. Have a blessed week.